This episode of the Daily Sweat Podcast is brought to you by Keep Crushing It. Keep Crushing It is a two-month accountability program that will help you stay on track all summer long without actually feeling like you're on track. It's a super popular time of year coming only second to the holidays where we tend to fall off of our healthy lifestyle habits. We don't do our workouts as frequently, we're not eating the foods that make our bodies feel good, and we're not engaging in our regular self-care activities as much as we would like to be. In Keep Crushing It, I help you stick to those commitments and those lifestyle habits that you have created for yourself in a way that still allows you to indulge in the fun of summer. So it's not like you're going to have to be on a diet all summer or spend your summer in a gym. It's nothing like that. Myself and a group of kick-ass women will hold you accountable and remind you that even just doing the bare minimum in terms of our self-care can go a really, really long way. So with Keep Crushing It, you'll get two months worth of workouts because I'm a personal trainer, so writing workout programs is what I do. You'll have access to a secret Facebook group where I will be in there helping you stay accountable and giving you that little kick in the pants you need, as will the other women in the group. And you'll also learn my tips and tricks that will help you stay in shape all year long. So Keep Crushing It is the program that you need if you are worried about losing momentum with your healthy lifestyle this summer. And the great thing about it is that you get to decide what you pay. I don't have a set price for it. So essentially, you decide what it is worth to you to be able to wake up on September 4th feeling great, not feeling like you need to set these resolution type goals to get back on track and to feel your best all summer long. So I will link to keep crushing it in the show notes. We start Tuesday, July 3rd. So that is coming up in just a few short days. So if you want to get in on it, get in on it. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Daily Sweat Podcast. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Ariana, and I am your host here on the show. I am a coach, a fitness coach, a business coach, a life coach, although the life coaching kind of just ties into the other two really nicely. And essentially, my goal here is to help you get in touch with what's really important to you and to help you be able to live life on your terms, no longer needing to live by others' rules, standards, and definitions. It is all up to you, sister. So today we're here with a little bonus episode. I have been doing lots of great interviews lately, which I absolutely love, but I also just have things that I keep wanting to share, and I'm trying to share them through Instagram stories as much as I can and Facebook posts and writing things, but sometimes it just helps to hop on here and dump things out of my mouth. So here we are. And today what I want to talk to you about is self-sabotage. And I think this is a really important thing to discuss as we head into the summer months. So it is Friday, June something. It's like the last Friday in June. I never know what day it is anymore. All I know is that Sunday is July 1st. And here in Canada, this is our first long weekend of the summer. It's very exciting. I know people are gearing up for Canada Day celebrations. I don't really celebrate Canada Day because that is... um, basically like the celebration of when the land was initially taken from like my early ancestors. We're not going to go there today, but on Canada Day or July 1st, my partner and I celebrate our anniversary. So it's still a super fun long weekend for us. We go out in nature, we go do things. So lots of fun stuff going on. 
That being said, I know that during the summer months, it is really easy for us to just kind of lose momentum with our healthy lifestyle habits, whether those habits include working out, eating nutritious foods, doing regular self-care activities, whether that's journaling, meditating, all those kinds of things. And, you know, it's normal. We're out of our usual routines. We're often going away for weekends or going on longer vacations. If you've got kids, they're home from school, which I can only imagine throws a giant wrench in your plans. So it's understandable that we end up falling out of our routines, but I also am a firm believer that there's always a way to make it work. And work is subjective. It doesn't necessarily mean that things are going to look exactly as they do in March when maybe life is a little bit more constant in your in your normal routine. But just because life is different and we're busier, it doesn't mean we can't still take care of ourselves. So I wanted to kind of talk about self-sabotage a little bit, and I want to switch gears from self-sabotage in how we usually think about it. So oftentimes, if we think of sabotaging ourselves, if we're looking at it in terms of health, a really common one that I think many of us can relate to is, you know, things are going really well. We're super consistent with our exercising. We're eating all of the foods that make our bodies feel great. Maybe we've lost a little bit of weight. Our bodies are feeling good. They're feeling strong. And then out of nowhere, for no reason at all, we start eating a bunch of crap again. We stop going to the gym. We start staying up too late. We don't drink enough water. And then before we know it, we're right back where we started and we can't figure out why, like what led to that shift. So that's a really common way in which we can sabotage ourselves. And I think that's usually like the first thing that comes to mind. I talk to so many women who are like, I get on this really good path and things are going great. And then all of a sudden I go and I eat a box of cookies or I drink a bottle of wine or I spiral out of control and eat a bunch of chocolate at night and I just can't seem to get back on track. But there are a lot of other ways in which we can sabotage ourselves that we aren't even really being aware of. And I often think that it's these little acts of self-sabotage that lead to those big ones that we know about. I was listening to a podcast the other day, uh, the Mind Your Business podcast with James Wedmore, a great, great, great business podcast for my entrepreneurial friends. A lot of really practical advice, but he goes really deep into the mindset side of things, which I love. But what he was saying was that, you know, we we often want to work on our limiting beliefs and we want to overcome these limiting beliefs. But the problem is we often don't know that a belief is a limiting belief right away. And it's the same same thing with self-sabotage. We want to stop sabotaging ourselves. We want to begin engaging in activities that are more productive and more conducive to our long-term goals, but we often don't know that we are sabotaging ourselves. So I wanted to share a few of the different ways in which we can sabotage ourselves. Um, Fun side note, how many times can Ariana say sabotage ourselves in this episode? Um, But yeah, I wanted to share a few of the ways in which we can do that so that you can maybe start to look at your own life and pick up on some of these patterns and behaviors that are maybe not contributing to your overall health and happiness for the long term. And if you find that you are engaging in some of these activities, I really implore you to not beat yourself up for it. Part of the great thing about self-awareness is that it allows us to make positive changes in our lives, but self-awareness does jack shit for us if we beat ourselves up because of this newfound awareness. So it's about being curious, asking questions, 
looking at yourself from and your life from a non-judgmental standpoint and then asking yourself, okay, cool. I realize that I'm doing these things that don't make me feel great. How can I do them differently now? So the way in which we can sabotage ourselves, number one, is perfectionism. And perfectionism, it doesn't show up just in the workforce or when you're growing your business or anything like that. It can show up in how we take care of ourselves. Have you ever planned to do a workout? Maybe you wanted to go to the gym. You knew what workout you wanted to do at the gym, but then something happened in your day. A meeting went a little longer than expected. You had to take a phone call. You got stuck in traffic. And before you know it, you don't have time for that full workout at the gym. And then you think, well, shit, now my day is ruined. I don't have time to go to the gym. I don't have time for that workout. I'm not going to work out tonight. Now I'm going to be stressed and I'm going to be angry. And the story goes on and on. You've been there, right? I definitely have myself. And that is a sign of perfectionism showing up in the belief that if it can't look the way that I wanted it to, the way that I had planned for it to look, to fit in with this overall plan, because if I do all of these things perfectly, they're going to lead to this perfectly calculated outcome. If it can't look like that, why bother doing it? If I can't go all in with my eating habits, why bother at all? If I can't journal and meditate every single day and make it look exactly the way that my favorite Instagrammers look or those bloggers, how they make their morning rituals look so wonderful and amazing, if mine can't look like that, why even bother doing it? It's that all or nothing mentality that leads to the perfectionism or is it the perfectionism that leads to the all or nothing mentality? It's that chicken or the egg situation and it really doesn't matter which comes first. The important thing is that we recognize that we are engaging in those thought patterns and that we make a conscious choice to believe that something is better than nothing, that done is better than perfect. That moving our bodies, whether it's even just rolling around on the floor for 10 minutes, doing some stretching, feeling different points of your body come in contact with different points of the floor, doing some foam rolling, even holding a plank for five minutes. Sure, those things are not going to give you the same results that your hour-long workout may have. You're not going to sweat as much. You might not feel the burn, but you're still prioritizing yourself. You are still taking one action that leads to your higher good. You're still doing something that moves you closer to where you want to be and you're still prioritizing yourself and creating that space. And it's that prioritization of yourself and your goals that's going to really work to move you forward. It's when we start to let those little things go when, you know, one day turns into two days, turns into seven, turns into 30. That's when we lose the momentum and then we find ourselves being like, how did I get here? Now I have to start all over again. Whereas if we do those little bouts, those little tiny bits every single day and not beat ourselves up when we will inevitably miss a day because we will, that's what allows us to maintain the momentum and ultimately move ourselves to where we want to go. So the way that we can sabotage ourselves, number one, was perfectionism and that all or nothing mentality. Uh, Sabotaging act number two is saying yes to everything. And this is something that so many of us struggle with, and we're going to look at this from two different angles. So 
many of us, you know, women have been conditioned to believe that we need to be people pleasers. We need to be the kick-ass mom. We need to be the loving, attentive partner. We need to be the girlfriend who is always there when her friends are upset, who's showing up to all the social activities, who's the life of the party, who's the boss at work and handles everything. And when somebody needs something done, she is there. And just basically being everything for everyone. It's this superwoman, super mom mentality that is being fed to us, and we feel that we need to live up to it. So we start saying yes to more things that we can take on. We start saying yes to that project at work that we don't have the bandwidth for. We say yes to our kids friend's mom when we tell her that we can pick her kid up on the way to soccer practice when really we barely even have time to get our own kid there. We do this when we say yes to our friends and we tell them that, yeah, I'll be there for brunch when really you know you just needed to sleep in that day. And it's this fear of letting other people down this that leads us to be putting other people's needs ahead of our own. So learning to say no to those things is challenging. And I do believe that, you know, I'm seeing more and more these days where there's more of a shift where people are are learning to really thoughtfully decline invitations or find nice ways to say no to something at work. You know, a really great way that I have learned how to say no to things is to let them know that, you know, thank you so much. I appreciate you for thinking of me. I love that you thought that I was the right person to take on this task, but I don't have the time or the energy to give this project what it needs right now. And you can kind of flip that in a number of different scenarios, but basically what you're saying is that you're acknowledging that this thing that you've been asked to help or to do is important and you're recognizing that it is so important that you you don't have the capacity to give it what it needs and you want to but you can't Um, and you don't even have to say that you want to if you don't we don't need to lie but just being honest and saying that you don't have the bandwidth for it is 100% okay and it's tough to do that but that's what I like to call the easy hard the hard hard is learning to say no to things that you still kind of want to do but you know aren't in your best interest So let me give you an example here. There was an opportunity for me to go away for a weekend. Um, It was a while ago. I can't remember when it was exactly. But I was invited away for a weekend. And I thought, wow, this would be really fun. Just a weekend away with my friend. It will just give me some time to recharge. I'm not going to have to do any work. But I also knew that I had a really busy time with work coming up. And I had another trip coming up that was a little bit more expensive. So I really had to think like, as great as this weekend away will be, is it going to be worth the extra stress that I'm going to have in terms of my workload when I come back and on my finances because I have this other expensive trip coming up in just a few weeks? And learning to say no to those things, that's like the hard hard. Saying no to the things that we want to do and we still like have some reservations about them, but we, we still kind of want to do them. You know, it's easier to say no to something that we like really don't want to do, but it's hard to say no to something that you do want to do, even if you know it's not in your best interest. So learning to be really selective about what you say yes to, what you commit your time and your energy and your resources to, that is going to be really, really important because when we overcommit ourselves, we are essentially taking time away from something else that's important to us. And especially in the summer months when 
there's all these social outings and barbecues and activities and weekends away and all these different things, a lot of the time what we end up taking away from is our self-care. And it's not to say that we have to forego weekends away so that we can go to the gym or anything like that, like definitely not. But if you're finding that you are running yourself into the ground because you're trying to make the most of summer and get everything done because summer is short and you want to see all your friends and everyone's busy, so you got to squeeze them in wherever it works for them, even if it doesn't necessarily work for you, it's important to remember that your needs matter just as much as everybody else's. I will say that again. Your needs matter just as much as everybody else's. So think about that. The next time you say yes to something, what inevitably will you be saying no to? What other thing do you have to remove from your schedule to create space for this thing that you're about to say yes to? And is it worth it? And finally, the ways in which we can sabotage ourselves, number three, is approaching life from a lack mentality. We hear a lot about having an abundance mindset or a lack mentality, often in regards to financial things, or if you're in business, you know, in terms of the clients that could work with you or the opportunities that are available. But we can look at it from also the standpoint of a healthy lifestyle. A lot of the time when we dive off the deep end, especially when it comes to nutrition, when we start to just eat everything in sight and we're having all the burgers, all the chips, all the wine, it's because we're doing so with a lack mentality. We're thinking, well, summer is short. I need to eat as much ice cream now because once summer's over, I'm not going to be able to eat it again. Or I'm at this barbecue, so I better get my fill because I know that when I go back to my regular routine, I can't eat all of these things again. I'd have to go back to my strict diet. And when we approach life from a lack mentality, specifically when it comes to food, we forget that we are actually in the driver's seat. One of the biggest mindset shifts that I work on with my clients when it comes to food is to get rid of the phrases, I can't eat this. I can't eat carbs, um, which is stupid because like we eat a lot of carbs. And I unfortunately don't have anyone coming to me saying I can't eat carbs. So that was kind of a bad example. But let's say I can't eat wheat. I can't eat bread. I can't eat pasta. I can't eat sugar. I can't eat X, Y, Z. At the end of the day, you can eat whatever the hell you want. There is nobody telling you that you can't have something except you. You are in the driver's seat. And I think that's a really important thing to acknowledge because when we approach life from this lack mentality or from this idea of not being allowed to do or eat certain things, we start to play the victim and we are no longer in control of our circumstances, which then means that our results or lack thereof are also not within our control. So let's ditch the lack mentality. Remember, ice cream is around all year long. You can eat it whenever you want. It doesn't have to just be in summer. You can indulge in some of those foods at the barbecue, but not to the extent that it's going to make you sick because we live in an abundant world. There is so much food to go around. There will never be a shortage of burgers or hot dogs or sangria or whatever else it is that you want to eat at that barbecue. There will be lots of other opportunities to eat it. So it's really important to remind yourself that, you know, if you're finding yourself getting to this point where you're like stuffing your face and you're feeling uncomfortable, just stop. Remember, you can have those things again later. 
Those things will always be available to you. And of course, this is going to require some more work. Depending where your relationship with food is, it's not necessarily going to be as easy as like just going to a barbecue one day and being like, oh, I'm full. I should stop eating. There's a lot more that we need to unpack. But I think recognizing that maybe if you do have a lack mentality around food, learning how to shift that, learning to decipher where that's coming from, what is feeding into that belief, and what do you need to do to reprogram it is going to be very beneficial for you. Same thing in terms of like being able to go out and enjoy the sun and have fun and do all these activities. We think summer is short. I need to do as much as I can because once summer's over, my life is over. And I know here in Vancouver, like that's definitely how we feel because once summer's over, it just rains until it's summer again. So we want to soak up those outdoor activities. But it's not really that bad. You know, sure, when summer's over, maybe you're not going to go lay on the beach in a bathing suit. But you can still go outside and go do fun things. There is fun to be had all year long. So we don't need to overcommit ourselves during these two months because we know we have lots of other opportunities to have just as kick-ass a time in other months. I find myself getting into this kind of lack mentality with my creativity sometimes. Because for a long time in my business, I really struggled to create things. It was really hard for me to create content, to write, to be able to write fitness programs. Like I just, I really struggled. I had to do a lot of work to get into that flow. Whereas now I can switch it on pretty quickly. Like there's a few things that I need to do to center myself, but I know that if there's something I need to get done in a day, I don't have to worry about it. But I still find myself occasionally reverting back to that lack mentality Where if I'm having a day where I'm just on fire and the words are flowing and the work is coming out, I feel like I need to keep working all day long because I'm afraid that I'm not going to be able to get into that state again the next day. And that's just those old patterns and beliefs popping up. And yeah, that is definitely a form of self-sabotage because if I'm working until 11 o'clock at night, I'm not going to sleep very well because I'm going to just go to bed and crash immediately after. I have to get up early to go work with clients in the morning. I'm not going to be well rested. And usually by the end of the day, my work is not as high quality as it would be if I had just like taken that break and got back to it the following day. So these are just a few of the ways in which we can sabotage ourselves, but I wanted to give you an idea of what it could look like beyond the full-on sabotaging behavior that we are super used to. So I would love to hear your thoughts on this. You know, are there, did some of these resonate with you? Do you feel like this shows up in your own life? And if so, what is one thing that you can do to begin to change those behaviors? And it doesn't need to be a big thing. It can simply be, You know, recognizing when you are saying yes to things that you don't have the capacity for. Making note of when that lack mentality pops up to you. So just start to brainstorm some different ways in which you can begin to work through these. And remember, we're beginning to work through them. We're not just going to have it all sorted out in a weekend because it doesn't work that way. But what's important is that we begin working to it. We take that first step. So brainstorm some first steps. Think about what that one thing that you could do could be. And then let me know. Come find me on Instagram. You can shoot me a DM at Ariana Fotinakis. I love hearing from you. It's one of my favorite things when I get messages from listeners and we can kind of continue the conversation on a little bit longer afterwards. 
So come find me on the gram. Let me know what your one thing will be. And if you found this episode valuable and you think you know somebody else who would benefit from the information, please feel free to share this with them. The more we can spread this message and just help one another kind of see where we're holding ourselves back and what awesome things we're doing that we need to keep doing more of, the more happier and healthier and more confident our society will be as a whole. So just for by you sharing this episode with someone who you think might benefit from it, you could be doing a really great thing for the world. It's a little dramatic, but um, I believe it. So that's all I've got for you today, friends. As always, thank you so much for your time and your energy and for allowing me to hang out in between your ears. I will be back with you next week with another episode of the Daily Sweat Podcast. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.